The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. It's day two of the Relevant Radio Winter Pledge Drive. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Tuesday, February 8th, 2022. Tuesday of the fifth week in Ordinary Time in the Missal, it's Liturgical Year C, Cycle 2, and Tuesday is a day to pray the sorrowful mysteries of the Rosary. Today is the optional memorial of St. Jerome Emiliani, born in 1486, an irreligious soldier for the city-state of Venice. Jerome was captured in a skirmish at an outpost town. In prison, he had a lot of time to think and learned how to pray. When he escaped, he began his studies for the priesthood. Now plague and famine swept northern Italy, and Jerome began caring for the sick and feeding the hungry. Around 1532, Jerome and two other priests established a congregation, the Clerks Regular of Samosca, dedicated to the care of orphans and the education of youth. Jerome died in 1537 from a disease he caught while tending the sick. St. Jerome Emiliani, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. We ask the intercession of our Blessed Mother during this relevant radio pledge drive. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come before thee, I stand sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. And along with Pope Francis, we pray for religious sisters and consecrated women, thanking them for their mission and their courage. May they continue to find new responses to the challenges of our times. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's 10 Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you're here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Mother Immaculate, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. Jesus, an issue comes up in the Gospel today that a lot of people have a lot of struggles with. That is the whole question of purity. Now, the question is, whenever the disciples are walking through the marketplace, whether they are doing something which is impure. They are seen by the Pharisees to be eating with their hands, having not purified them. And they are accused of having unclean hands. And just reflecting on this whole question of being unclean, comes, at least in my mind, to the whole question of purity. Now, I don't know what you think of when you think of the word unclean or declaring something to be unclean, but I think it can have two senses. First of all, something can be physically unclean. You know, we see something which is which is dirty, which has, I don't know, you, you've put food all over it, you all over a tablecloth or a piece of silver that has become tarnished. It is unclean and it requires that something else has to come to to purify it, to clean it, and in a sense to restore it to the state 
which it should be originally. But there can also be a sense of, of moral uncleanness. Sometimes whenever we have experience of our sinfulness, particularly, let's say, with sins of impurity, people often express that a feeling of being unclean. And so whenever the disciples are accused of being unclean, as something which can resign within us, Jesus, in both senses, physical uncleanness, but also in, in moral uncleanness. Now, it's actually quite clear that what's being described here is is a different type of unclean. It's a kind of unclean which is ritually unclean. There are two words that can express the kind of sense of being unclean in, in Greek, in the Gospel, in the New Testament, koinos, which can be translated, as it is here in today's Gospel, as unclean, but it just means common. Or we can also come across the word akathartos, which means unclean in the sense of those those who are suffering from an unclean spirit or those who are suffering from, from a demon. It's a different kind of, uh, of, of uncleanness, so to speak. Now, what of that first type of the, of the kind of ritual uncleanliness? Well, in that sense, what happens is that you could make something clean again by a ritual act. So by, in the most common sense, taking pots or pans or whatever it is that's being used for cooking in order that they are ritually clean, that they would have to be kind of bathed in naturally running water and accompanied by a prayer. And this is the exact same thing that the disciples are accused of, therefore, in the in the gospel of being unclean because they have not washed their hands coming from the marketplace. So in a sense, they are seen as being ritually unclean. They haven't performed the standard rituals which would have declared them clean, in other words. And that whole notion of, of ritual impurity doesn't really touch upon the question of being morally impure. Because if something is ritually impure, all it has to be done is to perform a ceremony, to perform a ritual, sure, with a, with a, with a sincere heart, but purely by the act of the, of the ritual itself and through the prayer, that thing becomes or that person becomes ritually pure. But it's not so easy in a sense whenever we're talking about a spiritual uncleanness. Think of those that are really suffering under unclean spirits. And perhaps most commonly for us, when we experience a lack of purity, let's say, through our sinfulness, then we cannot just simply say a little prayer and that, that, that sin will go away, but we require a cleansing which only God can give. We require a purification which is the gift of God. So let's say most commonly we could maybe understand this sense of being ritually unclean if you you buy something and that is for personal devotion and you might say a pair of rosary beads and take that to a priest to get that blessed beforehand in a sense the blessing it makes that object um, holy because it's set aside through that that prayer of blessing for that particular purpose but it doesn't affect let's say the 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 nature of that object in any way Whereas if we have committed sins, we, we need to go to confession in order for that sin to be purified by the grace of God. So what's really being dealt with here in the gospel today is the whole question of, of ritual impurity. But what really affects us more is that moral impurity. Because 
we don't want just want to have things that are are nice and neat or things that are are, are pure objects that we can use for our devotion, but we want to have a pure heart in order to to praise you, Jesus. And we're conscious that there's a lot of people that struggle with the whole concept of purity, that struggle to have that grace and that gift that you want for each one of us. And we hold them in our prayer in this moment, Jesus, that those who are struggling with purity at this time will be experiencing a great renewal in grace to be strengthened by the whole church praying for them that they might truly know what it is to pray with a pure heart. And it is that higher virtue to which we all attain with our weaknesses, Jesus, but we're looking to you, the one who is pure, to raise us up from all types of impurity in order that we can really praise you with a pure heart. Now, we sometimes experience sinfulness, let's say, in different moments. So we can start off walking down the road and it begins to get a little bit more difficult for us and perhaps we're experiencing temptation in a more vivid way. Now, at any stage, we could turn round, but temptation being what temptation is, often we don't. And we lack sometimes the courage or the fortitude or the strength or whatever it is to turn around in our tracks. And we continue on a path which doesn't lead us towards you, Jesus, but leads us, in fact, in the other direction. And it's those, let's say, those threshold moments of being between and betwixt committing a sin, or we really need that grace and that support. And it's all those moments of grace that we build up eh, outside of that moment that actually help us and strengthen us then most of all. That is to say that all the times that we spend in prayer, they, they nourish our souls and they protect us and strengthen us for the moment whenever we are going to be put to the test or whenever sinfulness becomes far more of a, of a problem for us, so to speak. And it's that desire for purity of heart that should help us in that moment, that we should be sufficiently strengthened by prayer and by grace so that when we face temptation, or to put it back to the analogy, when we're walking down that road and we realize we're going the wrong direction, that we just stop and we turn around. Or we go in a completely different direction that's going to take us away from the sinful end and back towards you, Jesus. And it's those threshold moments that often that we can experience the greatest challenge. But it's also sometimes those threshold moments that when we look back upon it are the moments whenever we, we needed the most help that we didn't get or we didn't, let's say, apply the right help in the moment that we needed, which is your grace, Jesus. And then when people fall into sin, often experience that sense of being unclean or being impure. Well, when that happens, Jesus, you pick us up through the sacrament of confession. Of course, we fail. Nobody is perfect. And that sense of impurity is a sense of having fallen away from you, Jesus. But the sense of purity is the one of being united to you. Now today, there is a beautiful example of a saint set before us. That is Saint Josephine Bakita, a beautiful African saint. As a young girl, she was kidnapped from her village in Sudan and she was sold into a life of slavery where she suffered really tremendously over a long period of time. So much so that she even forgot what her original name was. She was passed from one slave owner to the next where she was treated absolutely abominably. Until she finally ended up in Europe where she was given as a gift from one family to another in Italy in order to be nanny of the children. 
And it was whenever she was looking after these little children that she came to to know of you, Jesus, through the catechism classes that the little girl who she was looking after was, was, was attending. And coming to know you, Jesus, she came to know true freedom and true peace. And she asked to be baptized and eventually entered the convent where she lived for the rest of her life, dying in 1947. Now, there was a truly pure heart who lived in freedom, not because she was no longer a slave, but because she was truly free through the grace that you had given her, Jesus. Pray for us, St. Josephine Bakita, that we too might be strengthened by the grace of God to be freed from all of the sinfulness and all of the slaveries that we subject upon ourselves in order that we might truly live as the children of God. I give you thanks, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you have communicated to me during this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My Mother Immaculate, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. More of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. It's 13 past the hour on Daybreak. Back to Daybreak in just a moment. Glenn sitting in with Paul here giving you a great opportunity. That's right, once again, it's a Relevant Radio Pledge Drive inviting you this week to give from the heart to get going today on that. Uh, you can help us go a long way to keep Relevant Radio going strong on the air and add more stations around the country and reaching more listeners, turning more souls on to Jesus Christ and His Church. That's what it's about, right? Reaching the world for Christ. Let's partner together and do this now. Give from the heart at 877-291-0123. Give online at relevantradio.com. Give on the mobile app as well. Help us to wipe out that need of $3 million by the end of the week. You've been so generous uh, during everything that's been going on in life the last couple of years here. Uh, we hope that you can do that again. We appreciate your support. We love your support. We love doing this with you. We couldn't do it without you. Everything matched, by the way, right now to 100%. Bright and early, there are good things for those early birds in addition to worms. So we invite you to call now, 877-291-0123. Paul, or give online at relevantradio.com. It's quick and easy to donate, and friendly volunteers are standing by to make the process quick. Even faster, of course, if you donate online at relevantradio.com or on the Relevant Radio app. And at the dollar-a-day level, a San Damiano crucifix is our thank you gift to you. The San Damiano icon cross was painted to teach the meaning of Christ's saving death and resurrection. Like all icons, it is considered a window to heaven. You have to do a little bit of reading up on icons to know what that means. It helps us encounter by grace our God who loves us unconditionally and who calls each of us to build up his body on earth like the Lord asked St. Francis to do. St. Francis encountered the San Damiano crucifix while he was early in his spiritual journey. So call now, 877-291-0123, or pledge online at RelevantRadio.com or on the Relevant Radio app. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Tuesday of the fifth week in Ordinary Time, February 8, 2022. I'm Paul Sadek. Time to begin this day of prayer. We join the whole church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and and my my mouth mouth will proclaim proclaim your praise. praise. Come, let us worship our mighty King and Lord. Come, let us worship our mighty King and Lord. 
Cry out with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him, singing for joy. Come, let us worship our mighty King and Lord. Know that he, the Lord, is God. He made us, we belong to him. We are his people, the sheep of his flock. Come, let us worship our mighty King and Lord. Go within his gates giving thanks. Enter his courts with songs of praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. Come, let us worship our mighty King and Lord. Indeed, how good is the Lord, eternal his merciful love. He is faithful from age to age. Come, let us worship our mighty King and Lord. Glory to the Father and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us worship our mighty King and Lord. The Lord is just. He will defend the poor. The Lord is just. He will defend the poor. Lord, Why do you stand afar off and hide yourself in times of distress? The poor man is devoured by the pride of the wicked. He is caught in the schemes that others have made. For the wicked man boasts of his heart's desires. The covetous blasphemes and spurns the Lord. In his pride, the wicked says, He will not punish. There is no God. Such are his thoughts. His path is ever untroubled. Your judgment is far from his mind. His enemies he regards with contempt, he thinks. Never shall I falter. Misfortune shall never be my lot. His mouth is full of cursing, guile, oppression, mischief, and deceit under his tongue. He lies in wait among the reeds, The innocent he murders in secret. His eyes are on watch for the helpless man. He lurks in hiding like a lion in his lair. He lurks in hiding to seize the poor. He seizes the poor man and drags him away. He crouches, preparing to spring, and the helpless fall beneath his strength. He thinks in his heart, God forgets. He hides his face. He does not see. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. The Lord is just. He will defend the poor. Lord, you know the burden of my sorrow. Lord, you know the burden of my sorrow. Arise then, Lord, lift up your hand. 
O God, do not forget the poor. Why should the wicked spurn the Lord and think in his heart he will not punish? But you have seen the trouble and sorrow. You note it. You take it in hand. The helpless trusts himself to you, for you are the helper of the orphan. Break the power of the wicked and the sinner. Punish his wickedness till nothing remains. The Lord is king forever and ever. The heathen shall perish from the land he rules. Lord, you hear the prayer of the poor. You strengthen their hearts. You turn your ear to protect the rights of the orphan and oppressed, so that mortal man may strike terror no more. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. Rise up, Lord, in defense of your people. Do not hide your face from our troubles. Father of orphans, wealth of the poor, we rejoice in making you known. May we find comfort and security in times of pain and anxiety. Lord, you know the burden of my sorrow. The words of the Lord are true, like silver from the furnace. The The words of the Lord are true, like silver from the furnace. Help, O Lord, for good men have vanished. Truth has gone from the sons of men. Falsehood they speak to one another with lying lips and with a false heart. May the Lord destroy all lying lips, the tongue that speaks high-sounding words, those who say, Our tongue is our strength. Our lips are our own. Who is our master? For the poor who are oppressed and the needy who groan, I myself will arise, says the Lord. I will grant them the salvation for which they thirst. The words of the Lord are words without alloy, silver from the furnace, seven times refined. It is you, O Lord, who will take us in your care and protect us forever from this generation. See how the wicked prowl on every side, while the worthless are prized highly by the sons of men. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. Your light is true light, Lord, and your truth shines like the day. Direct us to the salvation through your life-giving words. May we be saved by always embracing your word. The The words words of the Lord are true. Like silver from the furnace. The Lord teaches the humble his way. He guides the gentle-hearted along the right path. A reading from the letter of Paul to the Galatians. When Cephas came to Antioch, I directly withstood him, because he was clearly in the wrong. He had been taking his meals with the Gentiles before others came who were from James. But when they arrived, he drew back 
to avoid trouble with those who were circumcised. The rest of the Jews joined in his dissembling till even Barnabas was swept away by the pretense. As soon as I observed that they were not being straightforward about the truth of the gospel, I had this to say to Cephas in the presence of all. If you, who are a Jew, are living according to Gentile ways rather than Jewish, by what logic do you force the Gentiles to adopt Jewish ways? We are Jews by birth, not sinners of Gentile origin. Nevertheless, knowing that a man is not justified by legal observance, but by faith in Jesus Christ, we too have believed in him in order to be justified by faith in Christ, not by observance of the law. For by works of the law no one will be justified. But if, in seeking to be justified in Christ, we are shown to be sinners, does that mean that Christ is encouraging sin? Unthinkable! If, however, I were to build up the very things I had demolished, I should then indeed be a transgressor. It was through the law that I died to the law, to live for God. I have been crucified with Christ, and the life I live now is not my own. Christ is living in me. I still live my human life, but it is a life of faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I will not treat God's gracious gift as pointless. If justice is available through the law, then Christ died to no purpose. You senseless Galatians, who has cast a spell over you, you before whose eyes Jesus Christ was displayed to view upon his cross? I want to learn only one thing from you. How did you receive the Spirit? Was it through observance of the law? or through faith in what you heard. How could you be so stupid? After beginning in the Spirit, you are now to end in the flesh? Have you had such remarkable experiences, all to no purpose, if indeed they were to no purpose? Is it because you observe the law? Or because you have faith in what you heard, that God lavishes the Spirit on you and works wonders in your midst. Consider the case of Abraham. He believed God and it was credited to him as justice. This means that those who believe are sons of Abraham. Because Scripture saw in advance that God's way of justifying the Gentiles would be through faith. It foretold this good news to Abraham. All nations shall be blessed in you. Thus it is that all who believe are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. <laughs> 
all who depend on observance of the law, on the other hand, are under a curse. It is written, Cursed is he who does not abide by everything written in the book of the law and carry it out. It should be obvious that no one is justified in God's sight by the law, for the just man shall live by faith. But the law does not depend on faith. Its terms are, whoever does these things shall live by them. Christ has delivered us from the power of the law's curse by himself becoming a curse for us. As it is written, Accursed is anyone who is hanged on a tree. This has happened so that through Jesus Christ, the blessing bestowed on Adam might descend on the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, thereby making it possible for us to receive the promised Spirit through faith. The Word of the Lord. A man is not justified by observing the law, but through faith in Jesus Christ. We have believed in Christ Jesus so that we might be made holy, not through the observance of the law, but by faith in him. If holiness comes through keeping the law, then Christ died in vain. We have believed in Christ Jesus so that we might be made holy, not Not through the observance of the law, but by faith in in him. A reading from a homily on Genesis by Origen, priest. Abraham took wood for the burnt offering and placed it upon Isaac his son. And he took fire and a sword in his hands, and together they went off. Isaac himself carries the wood for his own holocaust. This is a figure of Christ. For he bore the burden of the cross, and yet to carry the wood for the holocaust is really the duty of the priest. He is then both victim and priest. This is the meaning of the expression, together they went off. For when Abraham, who was to perform the sacrifice, carried the fire and the knife, Isaac did not walk behind him, but with him. In this way, he showed that he exercised the priesthood equally with Abraham. What happens after this? Isaac said to Abraham his father, Father, this plea from the son was at that instant the voice of temptation. For do you not think the voice of the son who was about to be sacrificed struck a responsive chord in the heart of the father? Although Abraham did not waver because of his faith, he responded with a voice full of affection and asked, What is it, my son? Isaac answered him, Here are the fire and the wood, but where is the sheep for the holocaust? And Abraham replied, God will provide for himself a sheep for the holocaust, my son. The careful yet loving response of Abraham moves me greatly. I do not know what he saw in spirit, because he did not speak of the present but of the future. God will provide for himself a sheep. His reply concerns the future. Yet his son inquires about the present. Indeed, the Lord himself provided a sheep for himself in Christ. Abraham extended his hand to take the sword and slay his son. And the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. 
And he responded, Here I am. And the angel said, Do not put your hand upon the boy, or do anything to him, for now I know that you fear God. Compare these words to those of the apostle when he speaks of God. He did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. God emulates man with magnificent generosity. Abraham offered to God his mortal son, who did not die. And God gave up his immortal son, who died for all of us. And Abraham, looking about him, saw a ram caught by the horns in a bush. We said before that Isaac is a type of Christ. Yet this also seems true of the ram. To understand how both are figures of Christ, Isaac, who was not slain, and the ram who was, is well worth our inquiry. Christ is the Word of God, but the Word became flesh. Christ therefore suffered and died, but in the flesh. In this respect, the ram is the type, just as John said, Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. The Word, however, remained incorruptible. This is Christ according to the Spirit, and Isaac is the type. Therefore, Christ himself is both victim and priest, according to the Spirit. For he offers the victim to the Father according to the flesh, and he is himself offered on the altar of the cross. They took their charge of Jesus and led him away. And And carrying his his own cross, he went out to what is called the place of of the skull. Abraham took up the wood for the sacrifice and put it on the shoulders of Isaac, his son. And And carrying his own cross, he went out to what is called the place of the skull. Let us pray. Keep your family safe, O Lord, with unfailing care, that, relying solely on the hope of heavenly grace, they may be defended always by your protection. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Twenty-six minutes before the hour, today's gospel is coming up in just a few minutes. In Conversation with God in Morning Prayer on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. from the heart. That's the theme of this Relevant Radio Winter Pledge Drive. My gosh, it's February already, the month of Valentine's Day. My favorite St. Valentine is about the one who ended up in prison because of persecution of Christians and signed all of his letters, your Valentine. I think that is just a cool story about St. Valentine. And Lent begins in only a few weeks. Relevant Radio will be your companion from Ash Wednesday through Holy Week and Easter, and hopefully beyond that, too. You undoubtedly are familiar with the fact that we have a lot of special programming during Holy Week, and the only way we can do that is with your support. So call now, 877-291-0123, or Donate online at RelevantRadio.com or on the Relevant Radio app. Well, it's quick, it's easy, it does does so much good. When you give right now to Relevant Radio, you can do it online. 
www.relevantradio.com. You can do it on the mobile app, and you can also do it on the phone at 877-291-0123. Everything you give right now is matched 100%. We're working together to keep Relevant Radio going strong on nearly 200 stations around the country right now. My goodness. And uh, getting close to that number anyway. Potential reach of... uh, Almost a quarter billion people. That's right. The signals of relevant radio can reach out to almost 250 million people right now. Uh, And there's a lot more yet to go. And they all need to be listening. And they all need to be coming back to church, right? Let's work together. Let's rebuild the church together. You know, it's been difficult to get out during COVID times. Relevant Radio has been here for you with Mass and Rosary Live daily here on Relevant Radio to keep you in touch with your faith. We're working together to get through this together. We can do it together when you give from the hearts. Give online at relevantradio.com. Give on the mobile app or the phone, 877-291-0123. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Today is Tuesday, February 8th, 2022. I'm Paul Sadek. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the Lord points out that ritual, for its own sake, is not what God wants. It's from the seventh chapter of the Gospel of Mark. Now, when the Pharisees gathered together to Jesus with some of the scribes who had come from Jerusalem, they saw that some of his disciples ate with hands defiled, that is, unwashed. For the Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat unless they wash their hands, observing the tradition of the elders. And when they come from the marketplace, they do not eat unless they purify themselves There are many other traditions which they observe, the washing of cups and pots and vessels of bronze. The Pharisees and the scribes asked Jesus, Why do your disciples not live according to the tradition of the elders, but eat with hands defiled? Well did Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites. As it is written, This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the precepts of men. You leave the commandment of God and hold fast the tradition of men. You have a fine way of rejecting the commandment of God in order to keep your tradition. For Moses said, Honor your father and your mother. And he who speaks evil of father or mother, let him surely die. But you say, if a man tells his father or his mother, what you would have gained from me is korban, that is, given to God, then you no longer permit him to do anything for his father or mother, thus making void the word of God through your tradition which you hand on. And many such things you do. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, daily and Sunday Mass readings, are on the relevant radio app. Well, Jesus makes it pretty clear that the fourth commandment isn't optional or even conditional. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 3, Ordinary Time. The sense of our divine filiation gives us one of the strongest reasons for lovingly fulfilling the fourth commandment. God is the only being who can be considered father in all the fullness of fatherhood. 
he from whom every family in heaven and on earth takes its name. When our parents engendered us, they shared in that fatherhood of God, which extends to the whole of creation. In our earthly father and mother, we can see a reflection of the Creator. And when we love them and honor them as we should, we are at the same time loving and honoring God as what He is, our Father. During the liturgical season of Christmas, we contemplated the Holy Family, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, as the model and prototype of love and spirit of service for all families. Jesus left us the example we must follow and taught us how to fulfill the sweet precept of the fourth commandment precisely in the way that God wills. Above all, Jesus reaffirmed that love for God has some absolute rights to which all human love must be subordinated. He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me, and he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. So we can see that any disordered attachment to one's own family, which becomes an obstacle to carrying out God's will, is contrary to his will and consequently is not true love at all. But Jesus said to him, Leave the dead to bury their own dead, but as for you, go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Jesus left us a perfect example of complete surrender to the will of his heavenly Father. Did you not know that I must be in my Father's house? He was to say to Mary and Joseph when they found him in Jerusalem. At the same time, he is the perfect model of how we should keep this commandment and the perfect model of the affection we should have for family ties. He, true God as well as true man, lived subject to the authority of his parents. He learned his trade from Joseph, and in doing so, helped him to provide for the family. It was at his mother's bidding that he worked the first of his miracles. He chose three of his disciples from among his relatives. Before he died for us on the cross, he entrusted his most blessed mother to St. John's care. He worked countless miracles, moved by the tears or the words of a mother or of a father. The prayers of parents for their children have a special priority about them when they reach God. Again, we honor our parents when we relieve their needs and wants, supplying them with necessary food and clothing according to those words of Christ when he reproved the impiety of the Pharisees. This duty becomes still more imperative when our parents are visited by severe illness. We should see to it that they do not neglect confession and the other sacraments which every Christian should receive. Finally, we honor our parents even after their death by attending their funeral ceremonies, procuring for them suitable obsequies and burial, having due suffrages and anniversary masses offered for them, and faithfully executing their last wills. The Catechism of the Council of Trent expresses and summarizes the fourth commandment in this way. If, sadly, our parents are far from the faith, God will give us the grace to do apostolate with them, an apostolate which is full of reverence and respect. Generally, we will do this by generously offering prayer and mortification for them and by giving an example of filial behavior which is cheerful, exemplary, and filled with affection. We will also endeavor to find opportunities to put them in contact with people who can speak to them about God with greater authority because children cannot set themselves up as the teachers of their parents.
In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. It's available at your local Catholic bookstore. 16 before the hour, let's pray. We join the whole church. We're led by our friends at divineoffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. whose deeds are blameless and whose heart is pure, will climb the mountain of the Lord. The man whose deeds are blameless and whose heart is pure will climb the mountain of the Lord. The Lord's is the earth and its fullness, the world and all its peoples. It is he who set it on the seas, on the waters he made it firm. Who shall climb the mountain of the Lord? Who shall stand in his holy place? The man with clean hands and pure heart, who desires not worthless things, who has not sworn so as to deceive his neighbor. He shall receive blessings from the Lord and reward from the God who saves him. Such are the men who seek him. Seek the face of the God of Jacob. O gates, Lift high your heads, grow higher, ancient doors. Let him enter, the King of glory. Who is the King of glory? The Lord, the mighty, the valiant. The Lord, the valiant in war. O gates, lift high your heads. Grow higher, ancient doors. Let him enter, the King of glory. Who is he, the King of glory? He, the Lord of armies. He is the King of glory. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will will be be forever. forever. Amen. Amen.
King of glory, Lord of power and might, cleanse our hearts from all sin, preserve the innocence of our hands, and keep our minds from vanity, so that we may deserve your blessing in your holy place. The man, the man whose, whose deeds, deeds are, are blameless and, and whose heart is pure will climb the mountain of the Lord. Praise the Eternal King in all your deeds. Praise the Eternal King in all your deeds. Blessed be God who lives forever because his kingdom lasts for all ages. For he scourges and then has mercy. He casts down to the depths of the nether world and he brings up from the great abyss. No one can escape his hand. Praise him, you Israelites, before the Gentiles. For though he has scattered you among them, he has shown you his greatness even there. Exalt him before every living being, because he is the Lord our God, our Father and God forever. He scourged you for your iniquities, but will again have mercy on you all, he will gather you from all the Gentiles among whom you have been scattered. When you turn back to him with all your heart to do what is right before him, then he will turn back to you and no longer hide his face from you. So now consider what he has done for you and praise him with full voice. Bless the Lord of righteousness and exalt the King of all the ages. In the land of my exile, I praise him and show his power and majesty to a sinful nation. Turn back, you sinners, do the right, do the right before him. Perhaps he may look with favor upon you and show you mercy. As for me, I exalt my God, and my spirit rejoices in the King of heaven. Let all men speak of his majesty and sing his praises in Jerusalem. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As, as it was, was in the beginning, is now, and, and will be forever. Amen. Praise, Praise the Eternal King in all your deeds. The loyal heart must praise the Lord. The loyal heart must praise the Lord. Ring out your joy to the Lord, O you just, for praise is fitting for loyal hearts. Give thanks to the Lord upon the harp. With a ten-string lute, sing him songs. O sing him a song that is new. Play loudly, play with all your skill. For the word of the Lord is faithful and all his works to be trusted. The Lord loves justice and right and fills the earth with his love. By his word the heavens were made, by the breath of his mouth all the stars. He collects the waves of the ocean, he stores up the depths of the sea. Let all the earth fear the Lord. All who live in the world revere him. He spoke and it came to be. 
He commanded. It sprang into being. He frustrates the designs of the nations. He defeats the plans of the peoples. His own designs shall stand forever, the plans of his heart from age to age. They are happy who God is the Lord, the people he has chosen as his own. From the heavens the Lord looks forth, he sees all the children of men. From the place where he dwells, he gazes on all the dwellers of the earth. He who shapes the hearts of them all and considers all their deeds. A king is not saved by his army, nor a warrior preserved by his strength. A vain hope for safety is the horse. Despite its power, it cannot save. The Lord looks on those who revere him, on those who hope in his love to rescue their souls from death to keep them alive in famine. Our soul is waiting for the Lord. The Lord is our help and our shield. In Him do our hearts find joy. We trust in His holy name. May your love be upon us, O Lord, as we place all our hope in you. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. Nourish your people, Lord, for we hunger for your word. Rescue us from the death of sin, and fill us with your mercy, that we may share your presence and the joys of all the saints. The loyal heart must praise the Lord. A reading from the letter of Paul to the Romans. You know the time in which we are living. It is now the hour for you to wake from sleep, for our salvation is closer than when we first accepted the faith. The night is far spent. The day draws near. Let us cast off deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us live honorably as in daylight, not in carousing and drunkenness, not in sexual excess and lust, not in quarreling and jealousy. Rather, put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the desires of the flesh. The Word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. My God stands by me. All my trust is in Him. My God stands by me. All my trust is in Him. I find my refuge in Him, and I am truly free. All my trust is in Him. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. My God stands by me. All my trust is in Him. God has raised up for us a mighty Savior, as he promised through the words of his holy prophets. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old 
that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. God has raised up for us a mighty Savior, as he promised through the words of his holy prophets. Beloved brothers and sisters, We share a heavenly calling under Christ, our High Priest. Let us praise Him with shouts of joy. Lord, our God and our Savior. Almighty King, through baptism you conferred on us a royal priesthood. Inspire us to offer you a continual sacrifice of praise. Lord, our God and our Savior. Help us to keep your commandments. That through the power of the Holy Spirit we may live in you and you in us. Lord our God and our Savior, give us your eternal wisdom to be with us today and to guide us. Lord our God and our Savior, may our companions today be free of sorrow and filled with joy. Lord our God and our Savior, Now let us pray as Christ the Lord has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation but But deliver deliver us from from evil. God, our Father, hear our morning prayer and let the radiance of your love scatter the gloom of our hearts. The light of heaven's love has restored us to life. Free us from the desires that belong to darkness. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Make your pledge now and give from the heart. Morning air coming right up. I'm Paul Sadek. Let's do this again tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central or on the app. You go out now, make this a great day, and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. 
Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.